When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, continued fallout of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Team Scandal. Is the NHL heading to Utah, and do we even want it to? The Oilers broadcast skips the game and celebrates a birthday. And Michael Anlauer is back on his rock star beat. It is What Chaos, five stars, all that good stuff. Let's go. Hi, everybody. January 24th, Wednesday in the United States of America. Young Gretzky, The Agenda, Mr. PWHL coming at you from Massachusetts, even though we're an Oilers podcast. Uh, It's a nice day, but it's a busy day, Peter, in the hockey world. We've got lots to get to. No guests today. Uh, We're going to start with some serious-ish news, but we're also going to get into some ridiculous stuff happening in the NHL as well. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, certainly a, a pretty busy 24 hours, both, uh, you know, positively and for sure negatively. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's for sure. So uh, the Hockey Canada scandal is kind of tops of the the agenda mm-hmm. for uh, for today, just because the uh, the reports are starting to come out. The speculation is starting to get fired up. So, uh, yeah, I don't Do you want to run down? Your the, hair uh, looks terrible. Does it? Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't know what's, what's going on what's there. What's wrong? It's uh, the b- behind the poof. There's it happens to the best of us. Is it flat? It doesn't or? really happen to me, but it's not the best. Uh, Sean's going to be monitoring, by the way, because uh, these are things that are coming out uh, as. I mean, even over the course of this morning, we got the report from, I want to say, the Globe and Mail. Uh, but the long and the short of it so far is that five members of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Team have uh, been ordered, told, to surrender to London, Ontario police on charges of sexual assault. If you remember a couple of years ago, it was reported that Hockey Canada had paid a settlement to somebody who claimed they were the victim of sexual assault. And uh, let me see. And uh, the incident in question, that's what I also want to note. The incident in question happened uh, in 2018 in a hotel room after a Team Canada fundraising gala and in the last 24 hours a handful of players have taken leave from their respective teams most of them nhl guys or i I should say yeah yeah most of the guys who have taken leave have been nhl guys where we're still in a gray area and in the information gathering process is that i don't want to say that the guys who have taken leave are automatically right. the guys who are turning themselves in. If I were to guess, I think you know what I would guess, but uh, on the off chance that right. these aren't horrible people, I don't want to necessarily start saying, okay, what does Team X do about the fact that their goalie is Y? 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those situations. They're waiting to officially file charges against the the five people that they've um, requested or demanded to come in to turn themselves in. So the names won't be released until the char- charges are officially filed, which seems like it's that's probably going to happen. If I had to guess, like this week and shortly, and, and I certainly hope so because of the speculation factor, especially with like a case this serious, this kind of damning. Um, you don't want speculation thrown around. You don't want uh, people to have to like wonder every time a guy maybe takes a leave of absence or is absent from practice or anything like that. It's it's You want kind of that out there so that people can kind of, who aren't involved, can kind of detach themselves for a minute. Yeah, and we're starting to see in the chat people throwing uh, guys who are taking leaves from their team. And we, we know all that. We know all the right. players that are taking leave from their team. Obviously, hoping for everybody's sake that it's not for uh, the reasons we're soon going to find out one way or another. Uh, my biggest takeaway from this thing is uh, for something that is as huge institutionally as Hockey Canada, mm-hmm. I am pleasantly surprised is the wrong way to put it. But this is the type of thing that I think in decades past get swept under the rug and like well clearly because after this one came out there was a 2003 right. hockey canada incident that was was kind of brought to light as a result so like yeah I mean, i'm not saying like i want an example set or anything or like like i want justice brought to people who did shitty things uh years past decades past i think countries and organizations would say i mean hell look at penn state where it's like well well, this thing is too important to us therefore we're going to look the other way i say good on hockey canada and or i should say the police for saying like let's treat this as the crime it was right i mean like i don't want to say good on hockey canada because this was essentially like uh this was essentially forced out of out of them in terms of like this investigation happening they did try to sweep it under the rug it seemed like from from all accounts that uh you know they tried to hide hide this one and then that's why the the leadership group of hockey canada had to basically change over almost entirely in the last few years so uh yeah it's obviously you want to you want to see like the appropriate results and the appropriate consequences handed out so that's you know that's a a positive to come out of this all right and you can hear i can always tell by somebody's vocalized pauses if uh, they're either not prepared confident in or comfortable with stuff and you've probably heard us both say uh uh, the a lot in the last three minutes and it's because we don't know exactly what is happening so we are going to we're going to stay on twitter you guys are all in the chat as news comes if names come out and if things come out we'll obviously talk about it um i think that just there i go again with the um i just think at this point that's just how i speak until we know it is no, no, when, I mean, and I, I wasn't just pointing out that you were doing it. I was pointing out that I was doing it too. Like I, if I'm listening to the radio and a baseball guy is talking about football, you can always tell where they're, and yeah, uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. And we're doing that because when we know about shit or when we are fired up and have takes and everything, it's just a, you're going a million miles an hour. This is obviously a very, very serious topic and it's something with incomplete information and we are monitoring and we'll talk about shit as it uh, comes out. Uh, suspiciously, 
We also learned today that the I forget what it is, the something entertainment group, but Smith. it's the, the the Smith Entertainment Group. Yeah, Ryan Smith is yes, the head of the, the Smith Real Salt Lake uh, Utah Jazz. All those, all the Utah sports group wants expansion from the NHL has requested it, and Frank Saravalli and a lot of other people have pointed out. Interesting that this news of potential NHL expansion comes out the day that a major scandal is top of the list mm-hmm. in hockey. It, to me, it's not not just the the release from the Smith Entertainment Group. It's the Smith Entertainment Group putting out a release saying that they want uh they're they're interested in expansion. They really want to to be involved in the NHL. They really want an NHL team. And then like half an hour later, there's a response from NHL PR that puts out a statement of their own being like just kind of acknowledging that statement. That's the more damning side of it in my mind where I'm like, you guys were prepared for this. Mm -hmm. And so they put out a release being just kind of acknowledging that to kind of, it seems like to kind of like throw more fuel on the fire. It's, I, I don't know. It's if that's the NHL's doing that, like this comes out the same day, it's, and they're doing it this way where it is so like transparent. That's, that's so bad. But my thing is like the way to handle things. And again, I got to stop looking at the chat. We, we know which, which players have uh, taken right. leaves from their team. We're just for the sake of everybody trying to not accuse somebody of doing, and obviously you, you can put two and two together. We all kind of mentally are, mm-hmm. but on the chance that somebody is taking leave because of a million reasons you could take leave, I uh, don't want to have the wrong thing out there because obviously it's a very serious subject and we're uh, a couple of grab assers and we don't want to uh, fuck that up. We don't want to be the people that fuck that up. Yeah, obviously. We fuck everything else up. (laughs) We'll try to make this the one thing that uh, we don't fuck up. Here's the thing, though, with the NHL, with being like, oh, yeah, 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 get that out there, get that out there. The way to have, quote-unquote, good PR in this time or whatever is throw the book appropriately at the NHL guys if it is the NHL guys that have done this. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, if it's NHL players and have some sort of, if you have any sort of thing like the, NF, the NFL has, which is like a like morality kind of clause... Yeah then throw a book at them. Say they're suspended the rest of the year, do whatever. I don't think that trying to find other news to cover it up is the smartest way. Yeah, no, obviously In not. the Twitter right. age, when people see it right away. Right. Like, nobody, nobody's going to see that the NHL has interest in Utah, which is not, like, news news, by the way. This is, like, the, the, this, the Utah Jazz unveiled the Seattle Kraken Winter Classic jerseys. How how do you think that happens? They're disruptors. <laughs> right. So, like, the NHL's interest in Utah and vice versa is not news. So, throwing this out there as, like, a way to combat or throw, like, a fire extinguisher on the Hockey Canada thing is not not a smart move, both from, like, an like a actual league approach or like from a sensibility standpoint, nobody's going to forget the hockey Canada thing because of the Utah 
uh, rumors. So like, I don't know. It's, it just is very, very convenient timing that both the Smith group and the NHL PR had statements ready to go. Like, right after this stuff came out and this isn't shit like when hockey twitter was horrible over the Corey perry stuff because i had a lot of hockey fans who saw that or heard about that rumor once the blackhawks addressed it and mm-hmm. they were like whoa 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 what was this rumor now because if you weren't on twitter you didn't see that mm-hmm. this is an actual news story yeah. with like real shit and real victims and all of that shit like this is all kind of on record stuff so this isn't something that i think you'll be able to say oh well yeah that was just kind of a blip on the radar for a couple of days like this is a this is going to like be the biggest story in hockey for for a while while. because yeah like what like the, the names are going to come out and once the names come out there are going to be it's going to pick up steam because you're going to have like these non-sporting uh news companies like a cnn or whatever like just like these non-sporting news companies are going to be covering this story Mm -hmm. and they're going to have the names attached to it they're going to say uh x teams player accused of this and like it's only going to pick up steam then you're going to have like the actual the legal proceedings that kind of stuff so this this story is going to be around for quite some time and it's going to be a, a stain on, obviously, Hockey Canada, a stain on the NHL for quite some time. Well, while they have brought it to our attention, do you want Utah to have a hockey team? Like, they can, like, this is, I'll say, of expansion groups and everything, this is outrageously feasible. They're going to have the money. They definitely have an arena because they have the jazz. They're going to build an arena eventually for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Like they, I think they'll be able to tell the NHL and the board of governors, everything they're going to want to hear. Do you want a Utah hockey team? I don't really care. Like (laughs) Utah does nothing for me in either direction. I want, I want successful NHL organizations. I I will say like, I would prefer to see, relocation versus expansion i think 32 nhl teams is more than enough too much yeah like i would have i would have stayed at 30 um but we're at 32 and i like the 32 teams that we have in the league but uh if if we're gonna get utah in the mix i would much prefer that it is a relocation situation rather than expansion because if you expand to 33 you're gonna have to expand to 34 i hate further expansion i say what in the world are we doing here utah wants a hockey team the only way that i want it and the only way that i think it would be exciting is if they took the vegas golden knights thing and put it on a fucking trillion and i'm talking about the weird shit the over the the top shit and it happening in utah would be a million times funnier like imagine if there was like if they have to call the team the Utah bad boys. They have to, <laughs> their uniforms have to be leather. They have to have like a fucking dog on the team. The Zamboni driver has to do donuts. Like Zach Wild has to roam around the stands, just ripping guitar solos the whole game. There's got to be fire. That is the only way 
that I will be interested in a huge like because even shout out the Kraken like I don't find the Kraken very interesting at this point. I mean I, I think the Kraken I think the Kraken's branding has been strong as like a seaside team. Um, like their all of their uniforms and stuff are great. Their arena's great. Like I don't think you have to. I, I think why it works for Vegas is because it is in such a a place that has such an identity and they're leaning into that identity. Where like Seattle doesn't necessarily have as strong of an identity as Vegas does, and I think you could say the same as you for Utah. But if like Utah leaned into like the Mormon thing, no, 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 <laughs> lean into we ain't your daddy's Utah hockey team. Okay. Like, the only way that I think Utah would be surprised would be fun as a hockey team. Is if they were surprising. Yeah, but and they're not going to they be surprising edgy. because they're owned by this. They're going to be owned by the same guy that owns the Utah Jazz. So I feel like you have sort of a handbook of of how that's going to be approached. And, and the Utah Jazz are so fucking boring, and they're only getting more boring. The the like their uniforms in recent years have been terrible. So like. That, is, that part doesn't excite me. But if they were to have like a mascot that looked like Mitt Romney and they only served milk at the games and no swearing on the ice. Yeah. And they had like couldn't play on soaking, soaking rituals at mid ice. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm for that kind of stuff. What would you throw on the ice um, before you answer? Let's not generalize about religions and stuff, but what would you just because I don't know what like, I don't know what the answer to that would be if there were an offensive answer. But just in case. Well, I th I don't think that Ryan Smith is Mormon, but I could be wrong. But I don't know. Um, I just assume that everybody in Utah is Mormon. No. Not amazing. Uh, <laughs> I would say. But that's like, I feel like that is the, like the number one well, like, is, identity thing. I mean, whether or not people in Utah are Mormon, the prominence of Mormonism 100% influences everything about the state, particularly in Salt Lake City. Like it influences how businesses are run, everything, like right. the in general vibe. So it is important. It is like relevant, I think. Yeah, it's kind of it's like, like I just assumed everyone in Los Angeles is Armenian or I, something. I, I will, <laughs> a couple of things. First off, this is why the Arizona Coyotes were never moving because even though you say you would rather have expansion or you would rather have relocation, like there's no money in relocation. There's They're going to get – the NHL is going to make a bunch of money on expansion fees. So there's that. B, even if no one cares about Utah, people in Utah care about Utah, and there's fuck all else to do there. So, like, Utah Jazz, even when they're, like, somewhat okay, they're selling out games. And like, the crowd goes crazy. Yeah, I think it'll be a good market. So, I, I mean, I think, it, I think it'll be successful. I just... I got mentioned before the show. I don't know. If you're, like, a free agent... It's the Winnipeg of the United States, in my mind. Like, why would you? It, why would you want to play true. there? I mean, it compared like, to the other is, U.S. It's markets, scenic. Like people, I think people like visiting Utah. Yeah, I think people like visiting Utah, but it's not like why would you want to live in Utah? I think there's worse places to live in NHL markets in the United sure. States. Uh, probably. That, that's why I said the Winnipeg. Like, I don't know. I don't really think there is. I think if we were to do a map, and I don't know how hot Pete and I would even do with a map, but I think I would have it pretty low. Grant, I've never been to Utah before. I've been to Utah. It's it's beautiful, but like it's also a ghost town at times. There's like nothing going on there. I do all definitely agree. I like I wouldn't worry about ticket sales for a second. Mm -hmm. I, I they yeah. they would be all about that team, and season tickets would probably be banged out, and they would do just fine financially. I think, and I think it would be good for youth hockey like that seems like the kind of place that would thrive 
like having an NHL team would it would inspire so many kids to play hockey. Like you've seen with the Coyotes in Arizona. Like it just seems like a natural hockey. Like it's a winter sports market. Is yeah. there a? I forgot about that. Can't have beer over five percent mm-hmm. ABV in Utah. Yeah. It, and there was a funny joke in the chat that said uh, the the wives trip would be crazy. <laughs> That's true. It's a, they, a as, Mormon joke that I've already I've, I've insisted I don't endorse the it's, generalization. It's just but. a sellout crowd with just the wives. Hmm. Uh, is there any? So I said like the what did I say like the Utah assholes or something like some bad like, boys, great bad boys, yeah, bad uh, bag boys. The bag, bag boys. boys, bag boys, my guy. I love that. Every now and then, I think about that guy. I'm like, he's been too quiet. Like, what is that guy up to? Bag boys, what I you gonna do? <laughs> I I love that whole. So like, I that guy work, might be the greatest comedic actor of of commercials. I want to work at that Wendy's with those people. Like, if if they're all working there, I'll get a job there. I would love it. What you gonna do? Um, it would be interesting. We talked to Seth Jarvis about. Uh, about uh, drinking coffee and caffeine before games and everything. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not trying to generalize about Mormons. I am, to uh, to Sean's point, just stating a matter of fact, like things like coffee, alcohol, mm-hmm. and everything just are not as prevalent, as not as easy to come by. What's the scene like before a Utah Bad Boys game? <laughs> Our guys, if you're like, hey, bring me all the coffee in the world, they're like bring you the what i don't think so buster it would be very funny to like an nhl game where you're allowed to punch people in the face it's like you can't have alcohol over five percent can't have coffee can't have caffeine all that kind of stuff bag boys um yeah i think the nhl is just trying to expand to all cities in which there's a real housewives i think you series. went a little too far there you should could have just stopped it i think the nhl is just trying to expand <laughs> to all cities that's true i will say i think it is good that there is less space between like that in theory there'd be less space between the teams in the west like to have a to fill in the west a little bit more because the teams are so spread out i feel like it's not a bad uh, i think bad that should thing. be the rule if you have a if you have a real housewives series that you should have to have an nhl team I think that they should be called. Uh, you should be. They should be allowed to carry like twenty nine guys on their roster, and then there are the Utah Moore men. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just like smashed onto the bench. Be like, how come that team has so many guys? Oh, they can have more men. Uh, I just I just typed in Real Housewives, and yeah. so we would be adding teams to Beverly Hills. Well, that that counts as L A. Right, I guess, but like, it, I was gonna say you uh, you have to add one to Atlanta. Can I name? Yeah, I was gonna say, can I name? How many are there? Uh, just when I typed in Real House, the there's recommendations, there's like seven of them. Salt Lake City. Yep. Atlanta. Yep. New York City. Yep. Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, there's one in Texas, but it's is it Houston? Uh, that one didn't come up. Let me see. Uh, there's Real Housewives of Potomac. Yep, that's what I, that was the one that caught me off guard. Um, is that where? What's Potomac? Is that? I feel like is that New Jersey? Is there a New Jersey? There is a New Jersey. There Real is Housewives. a New Jersey in the in the uh, United States. Yeah, is, the, the, is there a New Jersey? Am I making that up? The Texas one is Dallas. Okay, okay, Dallas. How many am I missing? Uh, there was at least one more. I think there's one more that you're missing. Housewives of uh, Real Housewives of Miami. Yep, 
Okay. I was going to say, put in a, a team in Miami yeah. since there's not actually one. That is, that's the Florida Panthers close enough Yeah, to but that was more a joke about how it's not actually in Miami. I know. Mm. Does that get them all? I think so. All right. I, I, don't, oh, yeah. I don't exactly know. But Great yeah. job. Thank Very you. fruitful, I think. The uh, Potomac NHL team is going to be fascinating. Uh, I couldn't take it DC, anymore. Apparently. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going cool. to a hockey game tonight. I'm going to see the Boston Bruins take on Seth Jarvis and the Carolina Hurricanes. And you know what? I said, get me on this game time. My Gumar said, what? I said, get me on this game time. So my Gumar just plugged it right in to her web browser. So come on over here, pick. And I said, I will, Bob. And she said, yes, DJ. They let you pick how many tickets you get. And I said, good, we'll stick with this one. So we got two tickets. My wife is going to get an individual one sitting near us. And we're going to have a nice little uh, triple date. I'm very excited for you. Me, my Gumar, and uh, my wife gets to come as well. <laughs> so uh, I went on game time, and I was allowed to select two tickets. My wife later selected one, and we're going to see this great hockey game, and I can't wait. Game time has the easiest process. I'm talking about the selection process. I'm talking about picking how many seats you want, and I'm talking about the checkout. It's not any sort of get to this page, put in your email, get to this page, What's your address? And you're like, how many? Have you noticed this with some of these checkout things with t uh, ticket resellers? No, because I only use game time. Some of them, you're like, how many pages do I have to go? Like, I told you which tickets I wanted. Let me give you my money That's and right. give me the fucking tickets. Did some you, of them. The number that I want. The number of tickets that I want for the uh, Utah bad boys. And I want four tickets for me and my wives. And you know what? Maybe I want six tickets because I'm bringing more men with me. How about that? Game time would say, yeah, we got that. That's what game time would say to me. Mm -hmm. They'd probably say it to you as well. So I like that you initially were like no Mormon jokes. And then you, I think you've made more. No, more I made Mormon puns. That's not a pun or it's not a joke. I don't think Mormon would be like, oh, he said more men. <laughs> How dare you? They should rename the too many men on the ice penalty. The more, yeah, I did think about it. So I was deciding between carrying bigger rosters mm -hmm. or when. So it, it sounded more. It sounded more offensive if I were to say, uh, when they skate with six guys, they get called for more men. More men than that sounds more, more offensive than, than saying allowed. they should be able to carry more rost, uh, additional players because then. They're more men. Uh, use code chaos for $20 off. It's a, an incredible app. I love it. I use it all the time. It takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game time. Download the app. Create an account. Use code chaos for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHAOS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. The number of tickets you want guaranteed quick this housewives is... update by the way uh there is an or housewives orange county in production so oh. shout out the ducks wait they don't have one already that's crazy no um and there is or i think it started already but it, there's currently a season production order but there's also a real housewives of dubai really and that's an that's an america there's like 20 other international versions of real housewives but the real housewives of dubai is an american show oh okay so, shout that's out to dubai that's really interesting franchise uh this reminds me uh, I hope I can find it. Yes, I found it. Uh, the the game time specific 
thing of getting to pick which tickets you want mm-hmm. and how many tickets you want. Important. It's a big game time thing. Uh, I was perusing fanatics.com because I got some fanatics cash that's burning a hole in my in my wallet. It's probably burning a hole in your fanatics merchandise as well. You probably get fanatics merchandise that has holes burning. They're like the uh, child of the the dancer Tracy from The Sopranos. Okay, she burns her kid with cigarettes. Yeah, I don't like that. It stinks. And then rot. Oh. That's that's one of the that's probably the most upsetting thing that happens in The Sopranos. Maybe you know mm. what I'm talking about. Spoilers. There's a lot of upsetting things that happen in The Sopranos. Ralph, Ralphie killing Tracy is the is one of the worst ones. Anyway, uh, I was on Fanatics and they have mystery boxes. Yeah, it's called Under Wraps. It says, "Who will you unwrap?" And it's a box that just has a jersey in it. Mm-hmm. And you spend, I think it's like you spend $300, something like that. And there's four different tiers. They treat it, it sounded very like NFT-y type where well, it's like Michael Rubin's kind of in that space. Ah. He's like a big uh, trading card guy. Oh, okay. So a lot of it was like, enter this drop and these are the kinds that you can get. And there's different tiers and it has like, there's, there's four levels. There is uh, stars of the game. There's Hall of Fame, okay, inscribed, and then just alternate jerseys, okay. And the stars of the game are your like Jeremy Swayman, Jason Robertson, Mark Stone type of things, mm-hmm. and it goes all the way up to Hall of Fame, which is Bobby Orr, Brian Leach, Yager, Brodor, Gretzky. Yeah, just like classic throwbacks. These are four hundred dollars. Would you ever do one of these? Uh, no, because I. When you order a jersey from Fanatics, you're basically playing the you're doing that anyway. You're, you're playing the mystery game anyway because you never know whose jersey you're gonna get. You might get like a youth gritty T-shirt, <laughs> and you end up getting an autographed Bobby Orr jersey. Except it's a Brian Leach jersey that's autographed <laughs> yeah, by right. Bobby I was Orr. gonna say the hall of, the Hall of Fame jerseys that got five players not choose from but five options. Like and I I'm gonna I'm gonna order my uh, my. Connor Bedard jersey, and I'm going to get a Jason Robertson Bruins jersey. Wait, holy shit. You know who one of them is? You know who one of the players is? Who? Under inscribed JJ Paterka. No way. That's that That's that jersey that oh, John oh. Jason. That John is Jason. for sure that jersey yeah. that they were trying to get rid of for like $210. <laughs> yeah, 100%. For Imagine sure. if I'm trying to spin the $400 wheel to get that sweet, sweet Marty Brodor. So wait, are all of these... They're they're all signed, correct? Okay, they're all signed. Okay, yeah. I was just I was like, are you just buying a jersey? I was very confused at first, but all right. So there is fifty one. Uh, there is uh, sixty two. There's sixty seven of these. Okay, we're going to rank in order which ones we would want. St- go now, <laughs> starting from sixty seven, working our way back. <laughs> I will say this is going to be a four part episode. Yaramir Yager being in the stars of the game category, I think, is a little unfair. What, like a Hall of Fame? So the it, it, he is in Hall of Fame too. The worst one, or the lowest one, the most common one, is stars of the game. There are uh, forty two. Or no, there's eighty two that have. I'm sorry, yeah, eighty two, including seventy nine. That's just Vegas Golden Knights. Right. I did notice that. One of them is Vegas Golden Knights. 
But like the thing with the Yarmir Yager jersey, it depends on which jersey you're getting. Like if you get a Yarmir Yager Dallas Stars jersey, that's that deserves to be in the stars of the game category. Because if, it's a stars jersey? Fair, yes. <laughs> yeah. but, or like a Devils jersey, uh, a Calgary Panthers. Flames jersey. Like yeah. it's not necessarily like a Yager jersey. Whereas if you put in, if you put like a Yager Penguins jersey, that goes in Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm trying to think of which ones of these I would really, really want. I think mainly I want to do this though to see how get. fanatics fucks it up <laughs> that's fair like, is it possible that somehow you would get an autographed jersey of the wrong player i i just love the idea that like they had jj paterka signing jerseys and they're just handing him like devil's jerseys and like why the fuck am i signing these? But <laughs> whatever you say if this the is check cashes if the check cashes i uh I, if you want to go for it i encourage it we do have uniform news that i do want to touch on yeah get in there the uh Helmets. the vancouver canucks unveiled their latest helmet experiment which is a blue chrome uh bucket the the canucks earlier this year threw out the matte black helmets with their alternates those looked amazing the chrome blue do we have a photo of the chrome blue i have a photo of all of the specialty helmets okay. wow give them to me yeah just throw them up there so we've got a bunch of uh specialty helmets now that the nhl's tra uh changed their rules where you can just roll out those specialty helmets uh, we're getting some really, really interesting headwear. I'm going to wait and save my thoughts on the Canucks helmet until I see them on ice because they could be amazing, but they could be awful too. I can tear these like no one's business. You can tear them? Yes. So let's start at the very top, like the, the S tier helmet. Uh, who are you throwing in there? S tier has two the, it is the, the Kings Chromes. It is the Canucks Matt Black. Yeah. And the Coyotes Matt Burgundy. So you just you're a Matt person. I've always been a Matt person. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out uh Jonas Hiller, my favorite goalie mask. I I'll oh that goalie mask, the just like straight up blackout Fucking one. Fucking welding mask. Yeah. Incredible. Cool. Uh I would throw the the Kings Chrome buckets in the S tier. I will put the Coyotes also in there. I'm. I, I don't think that like the Canucks matte black is bad by any means. I think it's awesome. I think it's, it's the best of those. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's somewhere between A and S for me. I don't know what any of those things mean. All S I know is just like God tier. Like these are incredible. Why are the Why are those the letters? Do you know? No. Does anybody know? No. Okay. Well. In order, I can give you one Canucks Matt Black, two Coyotes Matt Burgundy, three Sharks Teal, four Canucks Blue Chrome, five Golden Knights Gold, and six Kings Silver. That's I think that King's that's one, crazy. I that, that, is, that is insane. I think that's. I think that that the Silver Kings helmet is ass. That is that fucking. Is, that's, that's crazy. It's an A S S tier. I, I mean, you have never had such a bad opinion. Agreed. Uh, that is insane. Have you to me. seen those things in action yes. when they're like with the silver of the? Yes. It looks so no, bad. I think that's, they look fire, I especially they when they wear incredible. those, those alternate Kings jerseys with those. Like I'm, they're amazing. I'm actively mad. It looks bad. It looks bad. I just want to say, like. The cannot, I love the sh the sharks helmets do not belong on this list. They're just normal helmets like I every agree. other team has. Um, so well, there's that. Yeah, that's fair, but the, it's 
it's specialty in cool. the way that they, I think I wanted to include them because I think that the Sharks uniforms look so much better with the teal buckets well, on, the on, on, on the roads. I yeah. agree. I agree. It's so much better. I mean, like, I think when you phrase these as, like, the cool kids' helmets, I, like, I agree with that. I uh, I think that the Canucks chrome blows all of the rest of these out of the water, and it's not even close. Maybe the it's Canucks because— The Canucks chrome? Or, yeah. I think maybe because wow. of, like, that picture and how it's slightly edited, so the, the chrome really pops. Yeah, but especially like if you wear those with the white jerseys, I think they will look beautiful. Um I like the matte, but the black matte is only good because of the yellow accents and wearing them with the jerseys. I think if it was just a black helmet by itself, it'd be like... Right, uh, and you're going to see a bunch of teams start to do that, I think, with the matte helmets. Yeah. And they're, I don't think they're going to be like that much of an improvement. I, I, think the, I think the vague, the, or the Vancouver and LA chromes and the Coyotes matte are like our S tier. Black matte is one below it. And the gold, the gold is kind of like actively bad. I think the gold's bad. And the teal is just a helmet to me. Yeah, I, I think the gold is bad. It's distracting. Uh, I have way more of a problem with that than than like the silver. The silver Kings. I think it I could work. It Kings just ones. looks it looks really bad on like an all gray jersey. Also, like it doesn't work. A little bit of a little bit of something to look forward to. The LA Kings, uh, from what I've heard, are going to go with those those style jerseys primary next year oh please and uh, yes with with uh like obviously the black version i would not be surprised if they went to the to the uh chrome buckets full time that would be i think they should i think with those white jerseys and i think they should wear the whites at home personally i love those i love the chromes without those white king's jerseys i'm again i'm i'm waiting for my canucks i'm i'm waiting for an opinion on the canucks once i see them on the ice i hope it's soon it could be awesome could be could be a little much because like the the chrome on the on the king's ones i feel like looks awesome because it's chrome fair and like like the like the natural chrome yeah so having like the metallic helmet in a different color like we see it in eashl oh, and yeah. sometimes you're just like this is too much yeah i just think that blue is is so good and i i think the vegas helmets if you were to just show me a picture of the Vegas helmets, I would be completely on board with. It's just when you wear them with the jerseys, they don't right. look good because the golds don't really match. Yeah, they're different agreed. materials. Um, I was thinking about this last night. Are like, well, are there any teams that you think need? Like, do you have any like other teams that should be wearing chrome or matte helmets specifically? Because I think that the Sabers wearing red chrome helmets with the black jerseys would be fucking insane. Oh, <laughs> that would be unbelievable. That I mean, I generally don't. I mean, clearly, I had them at the bottom of my list. I don't generally like the the chrome helmets. Yeah, like I like to say, everyone's entitled to the wrong opinion. I think that they are uh, they're the kind of helmets I'm trying to get out of the game. Quite I want to see I want to see the Flyers wear the matte black, matte black with their yeah, their jerseys. That would, would that look, would look really would good. Look I awesome. think they might also be able to pull off a matte orange. I don't think you could do it all yeah. the time, but I I want to see more. A lot. I want to see more teams wear colorful helmets with their jerseys like I, I think that's why the san jose helmets are so nice because i like the teal on the white jerseys well uh, it's, it's been 40 minutes which is a new show record for us no not talking shut about the fuck the up not done yet uh i can't okay i'm sending it to you right now sean i apologize i've been meaning to make this point uh did you see Lena Solmark's new mask? Uh, I mean, it's every fucking two seconds. I told you. That guy. I know. I'd never <laughs> noticed it. Um, but uh, 
he obviously is doing like a lot of centennial stuff and yeah. uh putting a lot he put that guy that man is named uh keith robinson okay. he is the bruins equipment manager he looks like the pawn stars guy he does he has been there forever. He was there when I was covering the team and everything, and you, you see him around, and everybody likes him. Lena Solmark put him on his mask, and he posted a bunch of – he posted on his story the other day, not this picture, but he just posted the back of the mask. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is that – they call him Keto. I was like, is that Keto? <laughs> so then when I ran into him the other day in the North End, I was like – Dude, did you put Keith Robinson on the back of your mask? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> why? And he was like, because like, we're supposed to honor Bruins legends. That guy's a Bruins legend. And I was like, <laughs> I know like he has like a million masks, as you said. So it maybe waters it down a little bit. Like if this were his only mask for the rest of his life, it would be so sick if he devoted it to the equipment guy that goes so hard it goes so fucking hard and i love this picture of keith robinson being like look <laughs> i like that the, it, there's nothing else on the back plate it's just there's, that there's polar bears here oh there's polar uh, bears which I'm assuming okay. there's like two baby polar bears and then two adult polar bears so i'm assuming that's most okay most i can't really see but like, family which i think is adorable it would be very funny if it was just a, a blank backplate and, and it's just the tiny-ass portrait. I don't know what it's it. supposed to represent, but there's this badge up here in the top left okay. on the backplate. Uh, uh, well, I, I am sorry that I said shut the fuck up to UP. I was terrified of losing my train of thought That's on fair. this and forgetting to do this again. Oh, uh, one more thing about helmets. Do you think more teams or any teams could pull off having like design helmets like obviously like michigan wears the the I wing was helmets thinking about that some teams have pinstripes on their helmets or not pinstripes but you know what i mean yeah i mean it's i think we're heading in that direction i think that they're going to find ways to c introduce fun twists to equipment wherever they can while also trying to kind of keep things reined in a yeah, little bit i mean, but, I mean I we, like we saw in stadium series games where they threw like the like the penguins logo and the flyers mm -hmm. logo those designs yeah. on the side of the helmet uh, it it has to be done right otherwise it's bad and distracting yeah and i feel like you could very easily start looking extremely collegiate which is obviously not so but i don't think that's but. necessarily a bad thing like the I, notre it depends dame on how you do like it. the notre dame gold buckets are pretty crazy. sweet and it's just part but of their I, identity i mean like if you like because I could see a world in which, like, just striping down the center, like an NFL helmet works. It'd be very funny if the Columbus Blue Jackets just started wearing the Michigan Wolverines helmets. <laughs> I mean, nobody would really notice. Uh, like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's fucking Zach Wierenski. Their, their player, all their players already have them anyway. Yeah. Um, I also think that certain teams in certain markets doing, like, specialty helmets to feed into the... They got a hockey team here would be amazing as fuck. Like I just sent Sean, I just sent you John Van Beesbrook's helmet from the 90s, his mask from the 90s. I think that if Panthers players had something like this going on on their helmets, it would go absolutely crazyville. And oh yeah. Yeah, you see what I'm oh, saying? Oh yeah. Yeah, look at Damn. that. That's the good stuff. I can't tell if it's yeah, like wow. <laughs> That would be so if, if yeah. just regular helmets had that on there, it would go nuts. Also, shout out this helmet. John Van Beesbrook had like one of my favorite masks. This, but, but that's like one of the things like with the Flyers and Penguin Stadium Series helmets where like there's there's going to be like a 95 percent miss rate 
Uh, this gives big Zupals energy. Is that like Zupals? Yeah, you know the 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 plates with the that have like the animals. This is oh, very yeah like, yeah bark bark Zupals. So that's ribbit, good. Ribbit Zupals. That's like, cool. The, no, I think it's dope as shit. Uh, that's what this reminds me of. There's a uh, Pete knows Paul Williams. He's a mm-hmm. New Zealand comedian and musician and basketball podcaster. And on his basketball podcast, he was saying that he wished uh, NBA specialty jerseys leaned more into like the literal interpretation of the team. Like he was saying that like he wished that um, like the Orlando Magic's alternate jerseys were like magic. And like magical and just like a lot of like magic imagery. I think that if certain teams, it wouldn't be as cool. Like, like I don't want the Red Wings doing that. I don't want the Bruins doing like original six teams are off limits. You can't be fun because you're just automatically cool and vintage. But like, I want like the Kraken to have like fucking tentacles coming off of their helmets. And that shit. seems ridiculous. Ricky I, Williams, you could tackle him by the pull, tentacles. Pull out the tentacles. I mean, jokes aside, that's one where like if you were to like ghost like some if you they had like a teal helmet with like some darker teal tentacles on it, like that shit could go hard. Yes. That could go hard. Yeah. Or like yeah, like the just like chrome sublimations well on yeah the that's side what of, like, someone else had brought up is is doing like a matte gloss combo where like if you had yeah, if you had a matte sick. teal helmet and then like either metallic or or glossy tentacles like it should go hard a uh, couple of years ago the, the carolina hurricanes had like raised decals on their yeah. helmets where those look, looked pretty cool like it's a small detail that you don't notice but on, like if, on if that's another one where if, if the hurricanes had red helmets like matte red helmets with like the hurricane imagery mm-hmm. glossed into it like, like the, it would uh, go crazy like the uh the like the hurricane map yeah, type thing yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those, hurricanes cool. wearing the black and red jerseys with flat red helmets they need would, they're, i think they're my leading candidate for matt helmets those oh my crazy. And, and, and they're a perfect team to right they, they do, do jump on those trends yeah especially with like their blackout jerseys that they wear sometimes if they that's prime matt while black we're doing helmet the helmet energy. stuff like we bring back tinted visors yes let, let players just, wear like cr- chromatic visors or you know, just like red tint, stuff like that. Go full EASHL. Only certain players can have it though. And once you reach a certain either experience or points threshold, you can't have it. So it's like a reverse, you age into a thing. Young players can do it, but once people find out that you're Connor Bedard and are going to fucking murder people one-on-one, you you can't can't have have that advantage. We need to be able to see your eyes. (laughs) Otherwise you're going to score a million points. That's what I love. I literally saw a clip this morning about Ovi talking about that. And he was just like, Martin Bedard started crying about it. I couldn't see my eyes. So they banned it. So like that, that's why I know like running backs and stuff like it's obviously running backs take a fucking beating, but it's unfair if Ricky, if you can't see LaDainian Tomlinson's eyes, it's your only fucking chance of tackling him. So, but I mean, uh, Ezekiel Elliott has a dark mask, and that hasn't gotten him very far. So, what do you think about uh, like you know how in one of the European leagues, I don't know if it's the Swiss league or something, like the leading goal scorer gets the gold helmet. Mm. Like the you're gonna get me going. That has been my thing. I know this is, I mean, this is a baseball podcast. Gold glovers and silver sluggers should get gold gloves and silver bats. Like that shit is how that should work. 
People that win awards should get specialty equipment to use throughout the following so year. So that is exactly the Paul Williams, the magic should have <laughs> yeah, like yeah. wands and stuff. Uh, you well, imagine if you win a silver slugger award, you get to use a metal bat well, the I just, next year. I just, I just love the idea of like Jackie I Bradley. they win another. I, I love the idea that Jackie Bradley Jr., who was just like not really a good baseball player, but was amazing defensively, is just out in center field with a golden glove. It's like, how the fuck did this motherfucker end up with a cool glove i'm trying to so, so like in the like in the nh if you win the hardest shot competition in the nhl you get to add uh you get to like surpass the like stick laws because you can only have sticks that are like a certain length and everything if you have the hardest shot those rules don't apply to you i want to start get the best stick start introducing like helmet stickers like ohio state or yeah something like that, i or like if you accomplish something you get a little sticker yeah that would be cool now to be but mm, maybe you could have like three stickers max nah it's got to get ugly you've got to get like michigan where they're just covered in random stickers yeah. and you have no idea what's going on did you have any in the chat makes a good point uh the ducks like an eggplant mat yeah helmet would be so that, that would sick. go crazy that would be really really i mean uh a mat teal i mean really just give me any sort of flat mat yeah mat uh, i think kind of works on anything Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, well, you said we'd gone 40 minutes without talking about the Oilers. 49 minutes. uh, We ended up going 49 minutes without talking about the Oilers. Very, very impressive. They won their 14th straight. Uh, They were kind of playing with their food last night against the uh, Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets played very well against them, I would say. They were, for the second period, period, fucking rocking them. They destroyed the Oilers in the second period. I was sweating it out. Over the first two games of, over the first two periods of the game, Stuart Skinner made some unbelievable saves. Stuart Skinner is literal, is saving the Oilers. Stuart Skinner, during the stretch, actually good. Yes. Like, good player who, at points, has been, right, I mean, he's got the second best save percentage in the NHL over this stretch, but... He was amazing. I was waiting for, like, when are they giving Pickard a game? Getting ready for the game to start. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, shut up, Pickard. You don't get to play. <laughs> uh, great win for the Oilers. They end up winning this one. Was it 4-1? to one? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know what the final yeah, score was. Yeah, they ended up pouring it on 4-1. to one. Uh, they, The Oilers had a goal overturned mm-hmm. due to offsides, which... It was a sick McDavid goal, too. It was, and there was also a potential controversial goal in which mm-hmm. Erica Branson fucking threw Zach Hyman into Elvis Merzlikens. I watched it live. He, were you watching the game live? I was, yeah. You saw the goal goes in, and Merzlikens flips out, and I was like, I think he's actually going to kill somebody. Want to hear my experience of, uh, of this exact portion of the game let's do it because evander kane scored just before that to give the oilers a lead in the third period yep you texted in the group chat evander with four exclamation points and i was about four minutes behind on that at that point because i had rewound to (laughs) to watch the oilers intermission show which again is my favorite thing in the world the best intermission show 
in the NHL. It's just such a joy. It's it's John Shannon being a cranky old man, uh, Bob Stoffer bouncing up and down and giving like good takes, and Gene just like watching his puppets go at it. And it's it was a delight last night. I'm glad that I rewound. But you texted Evander and nothing had happened yet, and I was like, oh, I must be like. Uh, 30 seconds behind he's going to score a goal when he didn't score a goal after like 30 seconds I was like did DJ just like see him do something away from the puck and texted because anytime you text that it's always a goal mm. and I was like huh that's weird there's no way I could be this far behind and then like three minutes later I saw the goal and I was like holy shit I am so far behind so I missed the Branson and Hyman thing while I was getting caught up Oh, to, really? Yeah, so I didn't actually see that part of the game. Oh, wait, no, wait. The Gabranson and Hyman thing was uh, after because it was on a good right. goal. Right, but but I was getting caught up after that. So, like, oh, oh, so, oh, I so was you getting caught over? up to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget who scored. It wasn't Fogel, although that's odd because Warren Fogel will not stop scoring for the Oilers. I think it might have been McDavid. He, what? Uh, I don't know, but like, uh, for, McDavid did get his goal back. Yeah. Right, right, that, and then that was away. on the one where Gabranson kind of throws Zach Hyman into Merzlikens. Merzlikens is pissed. You watch the replay, and you're like, sorry, bud, your issue is not, uh, your issue right. is with your guy. Um, but you didn't even mention the best part of the Oilers broadcast last night. What was it? There are so many times I oh, almost yes. text Mike yeah, Felger yeah. saying, hey, I know you're not going to do this, but please watch some Oilers games for me because... You will actually pass away <laughs> trying to watch these guys. The Oilers, what is, oh, this is the first intermission. Again, Oilers. Second intermission, right? Uh, the, it was uh, during the, the first intermission that this great grab ass happened, though. The Oilers are tied 1 1. Actually, no, uh, I think it was 1 0 at the end of one, but they've won 13 games in a row. All this exciting stuff happened, happening. Well, what a legendary run they're on. And they spent the first intermission saying that it was Jack Michaels' birthday. <laughs> and Gene showed, and this, Jack Michaels is the play-by-play guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jack and Louie. Gene showed uh, a slideshow of Jack when he was a little kid, playing with dogs, some old pictures, and they presented Jack with a cake and told him, hey, make sure you know everything is edible except for the, the Oilers, Oilers logo. logo. And Jack said... Huh, well, not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> we'll see about that. I'm going to eat it all. And that was the intermission report. <laughs> it was the entirety of the intermission report. And you left out that Louis literally traveled from in between the benches where he does his uh, his color commentary, brought the cake up to the uh, to the booth, didn't have a headset on, had to borrow uh, Jack Michael's headset. They shared a headset. It was going like this. <laughs> Get a little kissy on him. <laughs> and it was like a very fancy cake. Then they and then Louis stayed up there for the for the second period. It looked like an awesome cake. Yeah. I would love for the set to get a replica of it. Yes. Not the real cake, but just like build something that looks like that cake. It was an awesome cake. I don't when does Jack get into that thing? I mean, probably because they after didn't the have game. time to eat it during because they were doing a presentation on how it was his birthday. Yeah. So in the post game graphic uh, for the Oilers winning, I tossed Jack in into there. I'm meaning to see. I tagged him in it. 
waiting to see if he does anything with it because I don't think he knows who we are. Sean and I discussed the other day, at some point, one or two Oilers fans, if there's if there are any Oilers fans in this chat listening, get us on Oilers fans' radar because once we get into like an Oilers Reddit thing of, hey, you see what these guys did about this one Oilers thing? One or two people checks us out then says, okay, cool. Let me listen to a couple other episodes and finds that we only talk about the Oilers and Gene and John Shannon. Oilers and, and Oilers related content. Right. And Popeye's locations <laughs> in Alberta. I think they'll be all in to know that there is a Boston-based Oilers podcast. It was yeah. such a good broadcast, though. And yeah, the Oilers now... At 14 in a row, they can make it 15 tomorrow against the Blackhawks, who are playing the second game of a back-to-back. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I love me some Blackhawks, but this is a very winnable game. You should be able to get to 15, boys. The Blackhawks have lost 17 straight road games. That could that could come to an end tonight. They're playing the Seattle Kraken. We'll see. But, yeah, I, it, that is 14 or 15 is... Ripe for the taking if you're the Oilers. Blackhawks also continuing their spending spree. Correct. Upping, yeah, they uh, signed Peter Mrazek. Peter Mrazek. Kevin Weeks saying a two-year deal with an AAV north of $4 million. I can't really get into the, is it money well spent? Is it money not well spent? Because they just have so much money that they're like, we are going to go into next season without the issues we faced last offseason, which is what the fuck is your roster going to look like? Did you by chance see if that deal has a no movement clause or a no trade clause? I mean, he's 31, and he's Peter Mrazek. They don't really need to give him one. But my my thought is sign a oh. trade. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, expansion draft protection. <laughs> yeah. They're already getting into – they're getting their he ducks in a row. Bad boy, Squidward meme. You bad are – yes. <laughs> bad boy, Zach Wilde fucking ripping a guitar solo. Uh, sign a trade maybe, but I, I think good for pre Peter Mrazek literally given away to the Blackhawks uh, this past summer. So um, nice to see one of the lone bright spots for that team this year. Do you want to give a shout-out to Sam Gagne, by the way, who still in the NHL, back on the Oilers, kind of a wild... Sam Gagne on the Oilers in 2024 is still wild to me, but he is the only player in NHL history to be on two teams that have had 14 game win streaks because he was on the 2016 Columbus Blue Jackets team that won 16 in a row. Wow. So only seven teams in NHL history have won 14 games in a row. And Sam Gagne has been on two of them. Uh, I think we, yes, just John? a quick update on Mrazek. He has a 10 team, no trade list. Okay. New contract, Interesting. So. Okay. Let's quickly make the rounds in grab ass because uh, Michael Andlauer has burst back onto the scene. He was at the Senators Canadians game in Montreal, mm -hmm. just sitting front and center, front and corner on the glass, hooting and hollering, shoving it into doing, doing a lot of that. <laughs> just look at him go. Look at my handsome king. We he, love he him. He is very handsome, very well-dressed. He's got that turtleneck, the red glasses. Turtleneck and thick glasses is automatically hot. It is. And it's gold-blooming. He, he looks so good there. Shout-out to my guy moving back in the right direction, getting in front of cameras. My one criticism, I love this move. I love going to the opponent's, uh, opponent's arena and just sitting amongst the people, being right on the glass, right in the thick of things. 
celebrating four of your team's goals right in their face, making them say suck on it. But that is maybe one of the worst seats in the entire house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Corner, down Corner, low. first row. First row in general, like if, I can't remember if we said it on the air or not, but if the Oilers end up going for a 17th win, we're going to go to the game mm -hmm. in Anaheim. We're probably going to dress like Daniel Plainview in HW. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have to be front row mm -hmm. so we can be seen because mm -hmm. visibility is everything. Sean said that. Well, I was going to say, I obviously not great hockey seats, but this man knows what he's doing. He's sitting in the corner right near the camera. Oh, you are, like, so you're near like near every camera day, yeah. yep. Like he knows, he knows what he's doing. It's, I feel like the easiest to get viewed from mm. the rest of the crowd in the corner. It's just such rock star shit. Like it is. Uh, Mark Cuban sold his team and immediately Al Lauer was like, I need to step up. There I also, and we thought we were afraid that he wasn't going to, because there were opportunities right. the last few weeks where he hasn't done it, where he hasn't called a press conference. But where this he is more rock star than a press conference. Yes. Like it's fucking awesome. I don't know. His first press conference was pretty fucking rock star. It was, <laughs> but like this, like more owners need to do this. I agree. Like I genuinely think this is like, tremendous for the sport of hockey i do want to point out uh he has re-emerged from his andlauer cave on the senator's mom's trip this was the mom's trip and ann lauer out there dressing Ooh. out there being a, a little a little spicy on the glass during the mom's trip all i'm saying i bet there's plenty of moms that love them some uh, ann lauer i mean they, they 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 call me the mother of cool hockey takes, and I love Michael Landlauer. They That's call right. you the mother of agendas. That's right. They call uh, Sean the mother of uh, being a man who supports women's hockey. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the father of the PWHL. <laughs> <laughs> that would me, me and Patrice Bergeron. Yes. Um, so that's amazing. I kind of do want Ann Lauer to find a way to be involved with the Utah bad boys, but also the senators need him so badly. Like this, the like, NHL needs him. I don't want Max. I don't want Macklin Celebrini to go to the senators, but I do want them to have a star because that's the only way I'm going to pay attention to the senators. He is that star. If I were to get a senator's jersey today, I'm getting Ann Lauer on the back, and I don't know what number I would get. Uh, maybe number one because he's the he number one number owner. One. Yeah, I was it's just a money signed. Yeah, that would go hard. It just I feel like the NHL, like the owners are the be are the ones that could save the NHL in terms of like personality. Because I get that like a lot of players don't want to be obnoxious because they have to answer to like other players and the culture of the NHL. You're a billionaire. You got no one to answer to. Just be fucking awesome. Talk your shit. Say whatever you want. And right. who's gonna stop you? And like as a billionaire, I hate you. Yeah. Um, so. Try to make me like you. Exactly. You're there, a billionaire. You're be a character. You're a bad person. <laughs> so like make make you be a likable bad person. Right. Imagine the pressure that like that it, the it must be so freeing to just like take this the wrong way. Don't take this the wrong way to just like be established as a bad person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're like, like he's not like a criminal, but it's like you're a billionaire you're automatically seen as a bad person or whatever. He probably doesn't have to analyze his every step because he's like, I'm gonna, I, I get shit for it anyway. I mean, let me just try to be like nice in each thing that I do. Mm -hmm. He's a rock star. Like it's, it's, it's like the, the, 
it's bad. I don't care about it, but it's not good. Like, it's just like, uh, you're a billionaire. I don't like it, but also like, fuck it. Just it's, be cool as shit. Like, if, so if you're, you're going to be a billionaire, the- you may as well spend your money on turtlenecks and sick glasses and glass seats and be like, yeah, this rocks and I'm a rock star. So ever since I noticed the, or, or you pointed out the glasses there, or you pointed out the turtleneck, I'd like the glasses, but when you said that, yeah, the combination, mm-hmm. I am going to start dressing like that. I don't know if only for certain events, I've always liked the idea of the threat of glasses, but I just, my eyesight is too good. Yeah, I, well, I, I have trash eyesight and I don't wear my glasses, but I do, I have wanted to start getting into being more of a glasses person. So if you've, if anybody got glasses recommendations that they want to send me, I've been looking for like rose tinted glasses, Father John Misty, Father John Misty style. So I want those. But also like a nice pair of red framed glasses might work. Although I I can't do turtlenecks. I'm too short. I feel like it's a, a it's like a skinny person move to do, uh, like a tall slender person. Oh, I mean, yeah, a, a tall skinny person. I don't have with... enough neck for a turtleneck. So I've done turtlenecks before, but the only time it's looked good is if I do a turtleneck in a blazer. Mm-hmm. I used to do that actually quite a bit. I I've been known to pull a turtleneck out before. Ooh. Yeah, you. I could see you crushing a turtleneck yeah. for sure. Uh, do have to get to some final grab ass stuff. Yes, uh, is the Olin Zellweger? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Olin Zellweger made his NHL debut uh, for the Ducks last night. My pal Arda Ocal was uh, was talking about it with Ryan Callahan, and this is how it went. Notable Zellweger debuts. There's Olin and Renee. Renee, 1993, I believe the uh, credit. Yeah, Nessie White in Dazed and Confused. But I'm sure Anaheim Ducks fans are saying to Olin right now, you had me at hello. I'm, I'm kind of confused by this whole, this whole crap. <laughs> That's all we need to hear. Allie, you nailed it, buddy. R.I.P. Ryan Callahan, cause of death, grab ass. He had no idea. He just like... Wasn't funny about it. Didn't bring anything to the team. Which is like, I, I, I don't know what that. I, I'm sorry. Was there no discussion at all about what was going to happen in that graphic? Like, did Callie have no idea where that was heading? This was, was on ESPN, so I can assure you there was deep and excessive discussion <laughs> of what that was going to be. He just wasn't involved in it. He wasn't involved, didn't listen, or was like, oh, I don't get it anyway. I'll let Arta do it. And then he realized, like, but I'm the other person there. I need to do something. I mean, I, I was watching that live, obviously, and I was just like, I didn't understand what was going on. I heard the name <laughs> Renee Zellweger, but I didn't know. Like, I was just like, what? They have the same last name. Cool. I didn't. I like. I, I didn't get it at all. I'm glad it all happened. Yeah. Oh, right. so was I. I thought it was fun. It I was just like it was ESPN trying to be cheeky, and like I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was funny. Callahan's reaction. I like Callahan. One of the the few analysts that I do uh, enjoy on ESPN. I had this. I said this to you yesterday. Do it. ESPN needs an enforcer on staff to to force their analysts to watch hockey. Some more than others. Thousand percent. Some. For sure, more than others, not naming any names, Mark Messier and P.K. Subban, those guys need to be forced to watch hockey PK? because they do not watch hockey. It is so clear. He doesn't watch hockey all year. Like, he's, there's, yeah, there's yeah, multiple times so where he said things that are, like, objectively not true. The stuff that he's just said about the Oilers winning streak, I know. it, it well, was... It's it could not have been more wrong and like so lazy in the 
the narrative that is always attached to the Oilers, which is usually correct. The, the, the narrative attached to the Oilers is that they don't play defense and that they're carried by McDavid and Dreisaitl. If you have watched the Oilers in the past two months, you know that has not been true. Warren have, Fogle have, is scoring a million fucking goals. I believe that Warren Fogle leads this team, leads the team in five on five points uh, at uh, during the streak. So they're not being carried by McDavid. Are McDavid and Dreisaitl playing good hockey? For sure, because they're good hockey players. Are the Oilers playing no defense? Absolutely not. They are playing strong defense. They're getting great goaltending. They are not giving. What, you, what was your stat that you threw threw back? Uh, that what, the Oilers had given up like, uh, like. Oh yeah, yeah. They they haven't given up three goals in like twelve games. They 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 they're only. It sounds like good defense. All their wins are four one three one three two. Like it, it is not the. But the thing with the Oilers, as we all know, it's kind of like watching three-on-three overtime where they get a scoring chance and then automatically the other team gets a scoring chance. Mm -hmm. That's how it works when it's three-on-three because there's so much space that goes back and forth. The Oilers, if they don't score, you're like, fuck, now they're going to let in a goal. The Oilers will spend like a minute in their own zone and limit chances, get out of there, set up shop in the offensive zone, be there for a little while, maybe score, maybe don't score. And if it goes back and forth, they're able to have some sort of structure back there. It is not odd man rush after odd man rush after odd man rush. And it's usually pretty, pretty structured. Like yesterday, the second period against the Blue Jackets was the worst that I'd seen the Oilers look in quite some time. They got their asses kicked. They got their asses kicked. Like they, they were not winning battles to pucks. They were not winning races. They looked gassed. And the Columbus Blue Jackets of all teams were skating all over them and just bullying them for about 20 straight minutes. That was as bad as I've seen the Oilers look during this streak. Yeah. And just the, like PK got so exposed with his comments well, he, about the he Oilers. did the same thing. Uh, the one that bought that was, I was out on was the All Star game when Vitrano was named an All Star. It was like it should be Trevor Zegras. Yeah. Like, oh, he yeah, hasn't like, played for ninety percent of the season up to this point, and, and he had games, two points. Yeah, the games like, he played, yeah. he wasn't good. Frank Vitrano, meanwhile, was clearly the best player on that team. Yeah. Like, it's it's tough. It's I'm, tough. We need I, to do I don't for like us, PK for us. I don't like dumping on media people who are trying their best, but it, it seems very clear that those guys are not trying their best. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want Sean to... For, I, I, You're a black man in hockey, PK. You need to try harder. Like, you can't... It's a very bad look, I feel like. Like, it's, it's the, old, the old adage where, like, you have to try twice as hard to get half as far. And it's just, like, it, it's very unfortunate that PK is one of the few black men who've had an opportunity to do something like this and just don't appear to care. Uh, it's frustrating for someone like me. And I mean, you know who should have yeah. that job? If we're talking about black men who deserve it, JT Brown is awesome mm -hmm. on the Kraken broadcast. He's tremendous. I don't, I, I don't like certain drums that are beat by uh, certain sports fans of if they see a woman or if they see a black yeah. man or whatever, and they're like, okay, well then this is going to be whatever. So I don't, want that shit being out there yeah and like and i get on a guy who like i knew was going to be an awesome analyst yeah like oh. that's the thing suban like, like, like if he, i could have bought in stocks on like how yeah, good an course. analyst he was going to be because like he was like a, he's a super fun guy he's like 
he's very well spoken. Like he's per handsome. He's perfect for TV. And it's just the I don't think you saw the game. Right. And it's he I also think that part of it is like ESPN. And I don't like giving I guess what I was trying to say, but before, I don't like giving ammo to stupid lazy shit yeah, of course. is harmful. But it's yeah. it's he's the one giving the ammo, which is what frustrates me. Yeah, that's yeah, of course. I don't I also don't like that and maybe this isn't Subban's fault, but like ESPN, it seems like is trying to make him their biz oh, or 100%. like their their go out there and be goofy for the sake of being goofy. I don't know how much of that is ESPN wanting him to be that or him just wanting to be like the star I, and I, like the the kind of like uh you know like the goofy one the funny yeah. one on 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 that broadcast but it's it's i don't think either one is hitting his his actual serious analyst work or his fun stuff yeah i don't think either one is hitting right now that's the thing that like the thing about biz is biz clearly knows hockey like he mm -hmm. if he needs to talk about hockey he does he clearly watches it he also does he I've known this about Biz for a while. He does his research. Oh, he, he yeah. talks to people. Yeah. He and he he'll he'll be the first person to tell you that he's not the smartest guy in the world, that he that he has like sort of gaps in his knowledge, but he puts in the effort to fill those gaps. You said that he has asked you before, like, what does Twitter think of this mm -hmm. thing? Just because I'm trying to see it from as many different perspectives yes. as possible. I know what I think as someone who as a hockey player, probably actually understands what happened. I know what people I talk to, but like, how is it being seen by the online types? And just to have like as full an understanding yeah. as as he can of something. Before I ever met Biz, he would call me on the phone, ask me for my phone number, would call me on the phone. Now this is just becoming like a braggy thing, but go. It on. was no, but like as like a twenty-five year old or whatever, having like a former NHL player to call you on the phone. To be like, what does hockey Twitter think about this? Like, that was a very, very cool thing for me for, to have that happen. But also a very, very cool thing about Biz that he's willing to put in that sort of effort and that sort of attention to detail to kind of gather information. That but is, the, it's also good that like that you are a like hockey ombudsman that hockey people were cool with checking with rather than being like, these are the online people or these <laughs> yeah. are the young people. Never these are the, the whatever, like that, that. I think that that reflects well on both of you that mm -hmm. that would happen. Yeah. My, my thing, getting back to PK on ESPN, like I, I just feel like it's the vibe I've gotten is that he is such a big, like they've definitely just been like, you're the guy PK. Like they've not, not, not like inflated his ego, but we're definitely like, we need you to be successful. So just go fucking, Go do what you want to do, PK. And I think that is not played out the way they thought it was going to. Yeah, but I've also thought if he were on the TN TNT set that it would wor work. Because well, yeah, that, there would be less pressure for him to be like the guy. And right. I, but I also think there would be more accountability yeah. to like actually have to pay attention. To oh, the right, game. right. That's uh, the thing, if like, he said that shit that he did about the Oilers on the TNT panel, I guarantee, I guarantee he would have been eaten alive. Yeah. Yeah. So... so it sucks, and it sucks that he is, I think, the only, no offense to, like, Ryan Callahan and some, like, pretty good people over at ESPN, but, like, Kevin he, Weeks. he is the person about whom hockey fans get most excited because he's 
such a big personality and he mm -hmm. was such a fun player and he played recently and everybody either loved him or loved to hate him. So obviously the bar was set very high as a consumer and as somebody who knows that he is funny, mm -hmm. smart, all the fucking things that made us fall in love with him as a player. He's just not fucking doing it. Yeah, it's just been disappointing. Yeah, so uh, bummer there. Uh, did did we have one more thing? I don't know, Jim. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, well, oh, uh, we say subscribe all the time, but uh, before the All-Star game, we need to hit 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. So make it happen, folks. If you're listening... Jump on YouTube, smash the button. We have uh, shorts on there. We got lots of fun stuff on there. If there's any stuff that you want on YouTube, let us know. I want to do something we like streamy for an Oilers game soonish, but just get on there so you don't miss anything. It's a good time, and we need to get to 3,000 before uh, the All-Star break. Sean? Uh, I just need to clean something up from earlier about Mrazek. Uh, the contract I was looking at was his last contract from the Leafs, so I honestly don't know if his current contract has a no-trade clause or not. Okay. Interesting. That's good accountability. Okay, good accountability, buddy. Let's, let's spin it. Let's spin it. Oh, we got wheels. Spin it for spin that Sean. Wheel for Sean. Spin that wheel for Sean. Oh, what? Oh, that's <laughs> Wait, so cool. <laughs> no, that was, that was an accident. That, that was a misfire. No. Talk about the Jets. <laughs> Sean doesn't want to talk about the Jets, so he's spinning again. <laughs> oh. And the New York Rangers. Uh, I just feel like this is – I'm not going to go to the obvious place uh, because the obvious place is what everyone knows. But uh, just, you. I, I just – we were talking about this yesterday. I don't know how many people know this. They just don't pay taxes on MSG, uh, and so it's like a deal that they have with the state of New York where as long as they play their home games on MSG, MSG doesn't pay taxes. Mm. Um, and so you'll notice for Winter Classic games, uh, stuff like that, where it's in New York City, they'll still be the road team because they're not allowed. So like I brought up the uh, New York or Buffalo playing New York in the Winter Classic. Buffalo was technically the, the home team, even though they were in... New York City because of a weird tax break. That's just a weird little fun fact that I recently, somewhat recently discovered and I wanted to I share love with the world. the things that Sean Damn. gets passionate about. I do. Government, taxes, things like that. Also, right. wild move to land on the Rangers and not talk about the fact that they lost to the fucking Sharks last night. Somebody on <laughs> yes. uh, Reddit asked, what is more impressive, that the Oilers have won 14 games in a row or that the Sharks have won three straight, including a back-to-back -back at the Kings and against the Rangers? That is pretty impressive, I but mean, it's still it's, the Oilers. It, I mean, it is They're the Oilers, but if the Oilers, if the Oilers had lost like last night, it would have been the Sharks. Right. Like For, the, you're, you're the Oilers. We've seen good. the Sharks get hot, though. For a team that has only won like 13 games, the Sharks, like I, I think only like three of their wins have not been part of a winning streak. <laughs> That's amazing. So like they're always like get, getting a couple or like three of four, or, like a little shit like that. Uh, spin it for me. Spin it for me. Let's see what Dave's Pete's gonna back got. clean up. That's not clean up. Yeah, Sean went second. I'm going third. Sean went first and second. You're right. Ooh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think that if they're not careful, if they don't win another game the rest of the season, I think they are in big, 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 big trouble. So Maple Leafs, you are on watch because if you don't start uh, winning games, you're going to miss the playoffs. <laughs> okay, Sean, spin that wheel for me. Let's do it. Let's round it out. Let's close out this baby strong. Who do we got? We have the, the Oilers. <laughs> what? 
I, I'm so unprepared. I don't know how to talk about the Oilers. Uh, anything going on with the Oilers? Uh, shout out to Stuart Skinner. He's better than Grant Fuhr. Oh, that did happen. Yeah. Longest that Oilers winning streak by a goalie. Which kind of confused me that uh, I guess back then he would have just Fuhr probably played every game. Yeah, the goalies used to play every single game. Right. So it's, I, I was going to, I was a little initially like, how do you have such a long, if, you, if your team never had a long win streak, which famously the, we found out the Oilers had not before this, mm -hmm. how did Skinner not break it after like three games? But yeah, Fuhr was just back there. Uh, okay. Tonight, what do we have? We've got. Bruins, Hurricanes, Hurricanes. We've got. There's a few. There's a few good games on the schedule tonight. I, that's Kings. the reason why I didn't want to go to the Bruins mm. Hurricanes game. Although I would have liked to hang out with our pal Jeff. But uh, you've got the Jets, America's team, going up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's got potential to be an incredible game. Uh, Panthers, Coyotes, Abs, Capitals. No, thank you. Uh, Kraken, Blackhawks. I'm going to keep an eye on that game just to see what happens. I, I just, I always keep an eye on the Blackhawks. There's, there's, they're a fun train wreck. I have watched so many games of theirs with and without Connor Bedard. I love yeah, them. Right. They, right now, the Blackhawks are very much the New York Jets of the NHL, where there's clearly a lot of games that they have nationally televised because this is a TNT <laughs> game where they expected to have Aaron Rodgers, but now they just have Zach Wilson. Also, a quick shout out to Alex Vlasic, turning into a really good defenseman. Love him. So. Love him. Uh, is there anything that anybody needs from the Bruins Pro Shop? Uh, yes. Can you get me, uh, you know, the size blades mascot, the one that oh. I always get for Devin? Yep. I'm getting, I'm going to collect all 32 mascots for Devin. He's got three of them right now, and I have to get each one of them at the Pro Shop. And I just haven't gone to the Bruins Pro Shop yet. I can do that. I can't decide whether I should get something for myself. I never really, I don't wear Bruins stuff really, but I think I'm going to wear the JVR tonight. I was going to say, yeah. Hell yeah. Going to a nice Italian dinner beforehand though. Mm. My Gumar. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Exactly. And I think I'm going to have to get like chicken broccoli ziti because a red, you don't want to get the gravy all over the JV. <laughs> uh, it's a black jersey though it'll be fine that's fair i guess the big badge on the front isn't black so that went so hard you don't want to get the gravy <laughs> all over the G all over the james van all right uh we'll talk to you we're gonna do a uh, an episode tomorrow okay so make sure you're on the youtube youtube.com slash at what chaos show subscribe get all your friends to subscribe we got big things coming if we hit 3k telling you bye